Hello and welcome to another edition of the Showgame Podcast with me, Sean Culver. It feels like we're starting out every week by talking about WUCC at the moment, but there is more news from that tournament in Cincinnati next year. So as we've discussed several times, the bid process has been ongoing and has been going off quite a long time at this point. It started out with two bids in each division, open mixed women's. I, I talked last week about the likelihood that we would be getting more bids in the mixed and women's division and the probability we wouldn't be getting more bids in the open division. Well, the last week has given us an element of clarity on that because there are now five bids in women's and four bids in mixed that are confirmed. So for once, one of the predictions I made has come to fruition. Uh, it has been confirmed, or at least confirmed in the amount of bids that we have, that Sick, Spice and Scram are going to Worlds in the women's division, which is obviously great news for those teams. I'm sure there's a lot of discussion in those teams about whether they can go, get a team together and get people up to Cincinnati, but for all intents and purposes, they now do have a spot. If any of them decline it, then it will continue down to the next team in line from Nationals, which at this stage will be Reading Women, since the spots are assigned to federations who can then decide what to do with them rather than to the spots going to a team, and if a particular team declines, it goes to another country. So it would basically need all the women's teams in the UK to decline those spots before they would go to another country. So we'll see what happens with those spots and with those three teams, but congratulations to all three of them. And then in mixed, the third and fourth bids mean that Reading and Smog 2 now have spots. I know Reading will be taking that bid. They've already posted about it on social media, so they're they're going to be going, and there are probably discussions going on at the moment with Smog, because sending the two teams to Worlds would honestly be pretty unprecedented. It would obviously be a test of their squad. Uh, they have a big squad already, but sending two teams to Cincinnati would require a lot of people who are willing to go over there and, and spend the money, obviously, to get to Cincinnati. But as far as I can tell, it's never happened uh, that the second team has gone to Worlds. So fingers crossed they're able to send someone, uh, but if not, it would go to Lemmings and Lemmings, which would be quite a reward for their fantastic season last time out. Um, so congratulations to all five of those teams. Um, given the difficulty that the TDs seem to be having in filling this tournament in those two divisions, who knows? Maybe we'll get some more bids in the near future. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility. I have no idea what it would mean for the tournament to have more than five teams from the UK, because if we've got five teams from the UK, then we've got five teams from America and five teams from Canada, I would expect. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that is good news in those divisions. For the open side of things, it still looks difficult, to be honest with you. There's still a lot of teams in front of uh, the UK or in front of GB for that final bid. So uh, I don't know if we're going to be getting that third bid in open. I still would be saying it's more likely we won't get a third bid than we will. But uh, it seems as though a lot of federations are making their decisions now. A lot of people are starting to make decisions based on what they're going to and, and what they can afford to go to. We may hear more news on that in the coming weeks, but as it stands, nothing to add on open. So that's it for WUCC this week. No long explanation like there was last week. This week we are going to be talking about university regionals, which happened last weekend and will be happening in this coming weekend. They've been split up because there was a lot of stuff to do. And also uh, I spoke to one of the captains of uh, the GB women's beach team just about how that trial process went and what they're kind of looking to do going into next year. Uh, there'll be a little bit more coverage coming on beach stuff as well because that's finished. And then once we get some more clarity on uh, indoors, we'll be looking to do some coverage on European indoors, which is also happening early next year. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about Unifrizz. All right, so last week we had three university mixed indoor regional tournaments happen. So we had a tournament in the West Midlands and Wales, we had a tournament for Yorkshire and East Midlands, and we had a tournament for 
the East and London. So West Midlands and Wales took place in Telford. Uh, we do not have a West Midlands and Wales reporter currently on board for the show game, so I'll have a quick run through what happened there and talk about kind of the main things that jump out to me just reading the schedule. Obviously, I wasn't at the tournament. It'd be extremely strange for me to be at a university tournament being in my 30s, but Birmingham won, won that tournament, which I'm sure is not a surprise to anybody who's been following Frisbee in the UK for any length of time. Birmingham have been one of the best teams in the country for a long, long time now. And it looks as though they were very, very untroubled at this tournament. So they had a 13-0, a 14-0, and a 12-0. They conceded only eight points over the course of the weekend, three in a pre-quarter. Uh, they won their quarterfinal to nil, uh, won their semi-final to three, and then won the final to two. So Birmingham, absolutely dominant, blew everyone away, really. Uh, second place was Warwick, another team that has a very long-standing history, although they had a much closer quarterfinal, only beat Banger 7-6. Uh, they beat Swansea convincingly in their semi, and like I say, were defeated pretty convincingly in the final, but they've qualified for uh, Division 1 Nationals. And the final Division 1 Nationals place went to Cardiff, who beat their kind of local rivals, Swansea, 6-5. Uh, they had played earlier in the tournament. Swansea had won that game 7-3, so a good comeback from Cardiff. Another team with a really long-standing history. I think probably you would say the three teams with the the longest history of, of being uh, really good teams in this, in this region were the top three and a tough way to, to finish for Swansea, missing out on that Division 1 place against the team they'd beaten previously. But uh, Division 2 place at Nationals is certainly creditable. And then finishing fifth, uh, as I say, gave Warwick, who finished second, a really good run, losing 7-6. But it's Banger, who didn't play against either Cardiff or Swansea. Uh, but then they did have a, a pretty close run thing against Birmingham 2 in the game to go to Div 2 Nationals. They, they won that 8-7. So Banger won, uh, also qualified for Div 2 along with Swansea. So uh, the teams that qualified there, Birmingham won, Warwick won and Cardiff won, all qualifying for Div 1, and then Swansea won and Bangor won qualifying for Div 2. Uh, that was five of the six first teams. The uh, other first team was Kiel, uh, a team that uh, certainly has been going through different iterations and has been kind of, it looks as though it's in a, a rebuilding phase at the moment because uh, they finished down in 11th. Uh, but the five kind of first teams that, that people might expect to be in the, in the running there were the ones that went to Nationals. So... No great surprises, Birmingham looking like they could be a contender and a competitor for the national championship once we get later on into the season. We did have reporters at the Yorkshire and East Midlands regional and also at the East and London. So uh, I chatted to them about how the tournament went, what things looked like, who looked good and what we might expect when we get forward to nationals. So we'll speak to uh, Yorkshire and East Midlands reporter first, Tani Karimi, and then we'll go and speak to Magnus Oaks who is one of our East and London reporters. Both of those regions have two reporters. There's also Sasha Squires in the Yorkshire and East Midlands and Arjun Bouchan in the East and London as well. But uh, those two weren't available, so I spoke to Tani and to Magnus. Let's hear what they had to say about Uni Regionals. So I am joined now by one of the Showgame Uni writers this year, Magnus Oaks from Cambridge. Magnus, how are you? I'm great. I'm lovely. Good, 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 good. So you've been doing, or you're going to be doing some stuff about the the East and London, which had the first regionals uh, this week. You and Arjun, who's celebrating Diwali, so happy Diwali to Arjun and everyone else who's, who's celebrating that. Uh, you wrote a preview, yeah. and uh, to be fair, the tradition with the show game previews is that they're horribly inaccurate. You bucked that trend. I'm quite unhappy about it, <laughs> and your, your predictions were actually pretty 
pretty good. You had the top three, uh, you had basically a top six, slightly different order at the bottom, which we'll talk about. But uh, overall, a pretty impressive start. Yeah, I mean, I think um, Arjun deserves most of the credit there because he got a lot of the information about the London teams. But uh, yeah, no, we're, we're very happy with, you know, actually calling us one well. So it's, <laughs> it's exciting stuff. So the first thing to talk about looking at the results, I think, is King's, King's College London, who you predicted to win the tournament. And it seems as though they won the tournament without too much bother at all. I don't believe anybody got within four points of them in the entire weekend. How good were they? Um, I mean, I think it's important that like often the games that I saw of them playing were not immediately. Um, They were out ahead by a ton, but they just had really strong end zone plays and sets that meant that when they got the disc anywhere near the end zone, it was almost automatically a score. And I think that meant that like as games went on for time, it would be very hard to like continue to score against them and have not have their own line convert against you. If you if you look at the preview, they had some insane pickups over the summer. Uh, Jacob Rhines, um, I think, being the highlight coming over from the US in Colorado and just like ridiculous around puts and blades and hammers and amazing handler movement. So they just they had really clinical offense. But a lot of the games were quite close at the start, like Cambridge were four, three up on them, I think, in the final for a little bit. And then King sort of like put the energy in uh, and pulled away for that 9-5 scoreline you see on the on the schedule. But definitely a very dominant team. And Cambridge finishing second, uh, had a close game in the semi-final with UCL, who ended up finishing third. It looks as though uh, there was pretty kind of a pretty clear gap between Kings and the next two. But Cambridge and UCL both qualify for Division 1. They'll be, I imagine, pretty pleased with that. Did you talk to them? And how are your Cambridge teammates feeling about finishing second? Yeah, that um, that 3-2 game was pretty intense to watch. Yeah, some interesting foul calls on that, but it was it was it was fun and and by the end of it very well spirited. I mean, Cambridge obviously overjoyed to be going to nationals. All my Cambridge teammates are really excited. They're going to have some fun spirit games ready, and I'm sure some very exciting tactics. Uh, and yeah, uh, UCL one also seemed very happy. They were undefeated after the first day, and I'm sure they were disappointed to um, not go to the final against Kings. But um, you know, we didn't actually see them play Kings over the tournament so we still don't know how those two match up so at nationals that will be really exciting to watch uh, and i'm sure ucl are overjoyed to be going to nationals yeah and ucl missing a few of the pickups that they that they were able to to bring in over the summer i know some of the the women that were mentioned in the preview were um, unable to make it for various reasons so perhaps yeah. they're, they're able to bring them to nationals and kind of improve on the scoreline there yeah and and um i think they had some unfortunate injuries on, on day one which is obviously such a shame and you know you never want to see that but definitely like a, a team to watch at nationals and they have a real potential to like do better than I think coming in that third slot maybe indicates. UEA in fourth, the home team, you nailed that one. Uh, and then the, the five, six, I think is probably the next area to talk about. Arjun would have been uh, ideal to talk about this given his position uh, running Imperial or helping run Imperial, but Brunel beating Imperial to take a spot uh, in division two, leaving Imperial out of nationals for kind of the second time into university seasons uh how did it seem that that game i mean it, it looked like it was fairly close but uh, imperial not quite able to get up to uh, brunel's score i mean imperial did they do you know if they were coming in expecting to expecting to qualify for nationals what was the feeling post that game i mean i can't speak with much certainty i wasn't in their spirit circle i didn't have too many conversations with their players but i think they were pretty hurt by that loss um i think it's i think it's hard to not make nationals in the same way Two years, uh, two seasons in a row, I guess. Um, but they were still a very strong team. 
Uh, and I think outdoors and men's indoors and women's indoors, especially women's indoors, they are real threats. Like Cambridge 2, uh, the team I was playing for, when we played them, their, their, their female matchups were just like insane layout bids, like, you know, flying all over the place, like really good, very athletic. So I think even though they're probably quite disappointed by this result, I think when it comes to the other indoor tournaments that are coming up soon, they have a, they have a really, really high ceiling. And this definitely doesn't, you know, they can, they can certainly make nats in those other tournaments. It's just, you know, probably not very fun to lose to Brunel again. From Brunel's perspective, I know they were absolutely overjoyed. Like um, I talked with a few of their players. They were, you know, smiles all around and very excited to be going to Nationals. I think, I think they'll be a very fun team to watch at Nationals. Yeah, I suppose for every disappointment for one team, there's, there's delight for another. One final thing then, the first university tournament in some time, given the, given the pandemic and all the complications that that's brought, what was it like? What was the atmosphere like at the uni tournament? I imagine there was a lot of a lot of smiling faces, a lot of people glad to be back at it. Yeah, I think um, especially for the teams who were staying in or, or around Norwich, it was amazing. I think they had a lot of fun. Um, we we drove up both days, but um, the, the environment was just amazing. Like so much fun, very smiley, generally very well-spirited and just really nice to see, you know, I think... I think it really felt like uni was back in a way. And it was really nice. It was just like good to see all the people um, and all my friends from over the summer. It was just like, yeah, a really, really friendly, welcoming atmosphere. Lots of like chats on the sideline and, you know, people making new friends and connections that I'm sure will translate to the exciting link-ups in the club season. Nice. Well, thank you very much for the preview and for the chat. And I look forward to seeing what you and Arjun have got in store for the rest of the year. Uh, thank you so much for having me. All right, I'm joined now by another one of our university contributors, Tani Karimi. Tani, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Yes, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, nice to be talking about Frisbee going on, particularly in uni, since it's been so long. So Yorkshire and East Midlands regionals was also yes. this weekend. Uh, pretty expected outcome all around. But tell us what happened in terms of the people going to Division 1. So we have um, Sheffield won, Loughborough won and Leeds won. So they're the teams that we think pretty much dominated the entire tournament across the weekend. We had quite a few um, unexpected um, entries into Nats. So we had Nottingham Trent won coming sixth, which was really impressive. Um, they had quite a few fresher ladies on their team. So it was really nice to see really high level play from them. Nottingham won. So they won um, regionals. The last time it happened, um, they came fifth this year. So obviously they got into Div 2. That was quite unexpected by them. They did win Nats last time. So it was um, they have lost a lot of their top players, but they still performed very well to get into Division 2. Very high level play across the weekend. Um, really good play by Sheffield 3. So they had a very large fresher team and they came 10th. So they played Leicester. Leicester won twice and they improved massively across that second game. So it was really nice to see Freshers getting so involved. Obviously, with COVID, they haven't really been able to play Frisbee. So it was really nice to see so much, so many new people playing Frisbee and so much improvement across the weekend from everyone. Yeah, like you say, so to, a couple of points there, but the, the Sheffield 3-1 was really interesting. That they, they lost to Leicester 1-10-2 in the first game, and then it was a sudden death in, in the last game. Um, I suppose you, you can speak from experience from at, at uni, but the COVID kind of period has been tough right because it's been a whole season the second years and this was their first competitive uni tournament so it's been a really difficult time so to see a team like Sheffield three full of people who are really early on in their careers kind of develop over that course of that weekend is what's really great 
it is really impressive because obviously with COVID, it's hard to gel as a team. And the fact that they were able to gel so well across the weekend is really impressive. It is a shame to obviously that a lot of teams weren't able to train during that COVID period and kind of get that relationship between the players. But I think every single team across that weekend played really well, gelled really well. And you can see it across, obviously, the scoreboards and all the games that are played. Every game was very high level. So Nottingham, as you say, previous uh, national champions, but they lost a lot of their players, a lot of really high level players that I'm sure everyone of you knows, George and Joel and, and Meyer and plenty of others. But there is a new kind of power, new, it's been around for a while, but a power in this division in terms of Sheffield, who've got some smog one players, um, particularly their women, it seems like were a really high level. And it didn't look as though really until the final, which is fairly close, it's a two point gap. But until then, it didn't look like they were challenged all that much. Yeah, I mean, Sheffield won pretty much went undom like they dominated the entire tournament. Looking across, obviously, all their games, they pretty much took it away with every single game. They had a really strong team. You can see that they had that connection between all their players. Obviously, they did obviously drop off a little bit in that final game. But the fact that they kept it up across the whole weekend is really impressive. And I'm really excited to see how they do it. Nats. hopefully they, they win and bring it, bring it home to Yorkshire and East Midlands because they absolutely smashed it. They've definitely really got that connection between their players and it's going to be really good to see how they do. And then the other team that's interesting, Loughborough, who lost in that final, but also lost in the semi-final because their first team lost in the final, but their second team lost to Sheffield in the semi. And that second team ended up finishing fourth, qualifying for Div 2. But to have two teams in the top four, Loughborough must be doing pretty well in terms of retaining people and developing them. Yeah, I think it is amazing that because obviously last um, mixed regionals, Loughborough got two teams into Nats. So it's really good that they're keeping up that consistency. They've clearly got a really good training regime for both their first and second team. I mean, even like their other teams, they're all so strong. I think they've really managed to build that connection between their players and the fact that they've got two teams into Nats is just is amazing. Um, and I know Loughborough are always very lucky with their intake of freshers. Seems they've got very sporty freshers, basically. So they're very lucky. Um, and it'll be exciting to see how Loughborough 2 do, because obviously Loughborough 1, they've got all their like GB players. And Loughborough 2, is, it's exciting to see that a second team is doing so well and getting into Nats. So obviously they were the only second team to get into Nats. So it'll be really exciting to see how they do. And then final point, I mean, what was it like kind of, What's it like having actual uni frisbee to talk about again? It's been a while since the uni season was able to happen, so it must be nice, right? It's amazing. It's so good to have uni frisbee back because obviously it's not even just playing frisbee. It's seeing, like going to tournaments, it's seeing everyone. It's that social aspect. I feel like the frisbee community is so tight. Everyone, everyone knows each other and it's just been so nice to see people. And it's just been so nice to see spirit of the game back and just everyone being so supportive of each other I love just seeing all these teams supporting one another and it was really great to see obviously because I play with Nottingham Trent it's really great to see that Trent won spirit at Nats at Nats at mixed regionals apologies um, really good to see Trent won spirit and yeah it just shows that everyone is so supportive and I think everyone is really grateful to have frisbee back especially uni frisbee and indoors it's so nice to have indoors back I, just, I think people just got very fed up with outdoors by by the end of covid it's fine to have gnats on the brain I suppose trend making that so you've uh, you've got an excuse to be to be yeah, thinking about gnats all the time say. Yeah, I mean, it's really impressive that Trent made Nats. Obviously, I was saying before, they had quite a few freshers on their team, a few fresher ladies, um, and I'm really happy to see how they improved across the weekend. Obviously, they had a few of their existing players who have played very high level, and it's just really nice because I think 
obviously with like just Trent managed to gel really well as a team and that went to show because obviously they've got into Nats and I'm really excited to see how they do at Nats. Hopefully they absolutely smash it. Great. Well, thanks very much, Tani. And uh, I look forward to hearing more from you and from Sasha as we uh, as we go forward into the season and uh, yeah, get more previews and, and keep us up to date. All the uh, people who don't play uni frisbee and uh, hate indoors i just can't stand it but all that all that stuff that's going on at uni it's gonna be great to, to hear from you and keep us updated on it thank you so much all right thank you very much to tanny and to magnus and to sasha and arjun for the work that they're doing uh, and to the other uni reporters who are doing things ahead of this weekend we've got a couple of previews that we will be hopefully sharing with you as soon as we can uh, if they're not already out now if I've got, had time to uh, go through and edit them and stuff but uh, we've got a few people on board currently everyone's doing really good stuff really working hard I uh, really appreciate that and if anyone else does want to come and get involved in the South East the West Midlands and Wales or the North regions then by all means get in touch we could certainly use people keeping an eye on those regions for us uh, it'd be great to hear from anybody so there we go that's University Frisbee we'll have another quick break and then we'll come back and hear a little bit about Beach all right, so the Beach World Championships are going to be in LA next year, in April 2022. And the teams are kind of being sorted out, finalised, uh, offers and places being sent out at the moment. Uh, one of the teams that is in the process of doing that and has been trialling and has got a team together is the GB women's team. So the GB women's team, which is being run by uh, Ian Sham from SICK, by Rachel Naden from Smog, and by Saskia Kantarovitz for Bristol. Uh, all three of those players played four GB women's at Gyor in 2019. So they have played together before, uh, all obviously really good players who played at the top of the women's division in the UK for, for some time now, or the mixed division in, in Rachel's case, and looks as though they're really putting together a good team. So I wanted to talk to one of them and, and find out a little bit more about the process and what they're looking to do going into LA and, and how it's been for them uh, running a team in obviously a post-COVID uh, world. So I spoke to Ian, and here is what she had to say about putting the team together. Okay, so I am uh, joined to talk about Beach Frisbee by Ian Sham. Ian, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, looking forward to talking about Beach and I suppose getting ready for Beach. It's coming along fairly soon. It's beginning of April. So the team that's, that's running the women's team, uh, I should say you are running one of the people running the women's team, uh, you, Saskia Kantarovitz and, and Rachel Naden, what made that group come together to want to run GB Women's? I'm sure each of the two of them have their own reasons as well. But I think the main one that kind of joined the three of us together was that kind of elite woman legacy. So um, we had played together on the GB grass cycle the previous year, slash years. And um, when the news came out that no one had put themselves forward for the beach, we really wanted to kind of ensure that there was a space for elite women to continue to develop. So we put our names forward to allow that to happen. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and I, su I suppose because Rachel and Saskia have both been on the, the mixed team that were going to go that went yeah. to, to Portugal, so they've you know played beach before. Is beach something that you enjoy? Something that you've played before? What what is it that that made you want to go to this tournament? Um. Well, obviously it's in LA. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I studied down in Exeter when I first um, learned how to play ultimate, and um, there's lots of pretty good beaches nearby so it's always been a love and that kind of um very social casual 
element of features than something that was there from the start of me playing Ultimate. So yeah, definitely always had a soft spot for Beach and wanted to get involved with this. So the trials yeah. already happened on Epic the team now. Yeah. How is the how have the trials been? How's the trials process been? Has it been fun? Has it been stressful? What's it been like? <laughs> yes, all of the above. So um, <laughs> it was definitely a bit manic. Post the end of nationals, we were like, okay, we want to have x number of trials and we were planning all this sort of stuff and then you know the world games trials came out and then other trials for all the other things that are happening next year and we had to I think change our dates a few times and we went from three trial dates to two trial dates and the nationals that, that were sadly cancelled but yeah it was definitely a bit of stress and admin but also just wonderful that so many women turned up like so many more than we we're expecting to apply and the level was just so high. It was just such great trials as well to just see. And I don't know how it happened. We had amazing weather both times, like Lucky. sunny, nice. still not windy. And I was like, yep, this has been a great October. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously with this being a post-pandemic world, the admin and all that kind of stuff for LA, I'm sure is pretty daunting. How has it been kind of so far running things? Yeah, so we actually have our first trial and um, trial training next weekend. Um, and yeah, we've planned all of the dates as much as we can, trying to get tournaments going as well. has also been tough. Places that we can go to with hopefully good beaches as well that we can play other countries and just get that running under our belts because post-pandemic, people haven't been doing beach cardio standard as, as much so yeah we're, we've been really kind of trying to just get people out there remembering that surface again and I think very much on my mind right now is cases coming up again and increasing again and trying to make sure that people feel safe traveling and just kind of all that usual stuff so yeah definitely something that we're thinking about all the time and probably a bit more again now so looking forward to to LA in, in next April what are the kind of hopes and, and aspirations where do you where do you think you'll be able to finish or are you not thinking about that just yet no I don't think we thought about that just yet I think we secretly thought about stuff because um I think I mean I'm incredibly biased but I think our team is incredible um and uh we have just such incredible um players on this team but um equally it's it's terrifying you know it's six months until the tournament and it was coming out of a, a strange season where people haven't been a short truncated season where people haven't been playing as much as usual and um, so I think just getting people going and moving and used to stand and play together is kind of the main focus and yeah. we kind of haven't really thought that much about what we're going to want to achieve when we get to LA. But confident in confident in players you've got and confident in the, the team that you should be able to build? Absolutely, yeah. Nice. And then kind of away from the beach slightly, but um, obviously we've been hearing a lot about Worlds bids and all that kind of stuff in, in other places. It's uh, sick have now got a, a bid to Worlds. I mean, what's the what's the reaction within the team into that? It must be pretty exciting. Yeah, the team are all very excited. We got a really, really... It was, we got a really excited message in our WhatsApp group. It was like, check your email. So everyone was just like, oh my goodness, what is this? What's happening? So yeah, and then you just saw the kind of trickle of excitement just jump in so everyone 
straight away just start talking about it. So yeah, very exciting time. Nice, good. Well, hopefully more exciting times to come with uh, with Beach and uh, going into April. Thanks very much for for chatting to me, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll see you around. I'm sure. No worries. Thank you very much for talking to me. Okay, thank you very much to Ian for talking about that beach women's team there. We'll be trying to get in contact with the other beach captains and uh, indoor captains, as I said earlier on, and kind of get a view on how that's all going from their perspectives in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, we've got the World Games to talk about a little bit as well, so uh, still more stuff coming up. Next week, we will be looking at the other four university regional tournaments as well, so tune in for that. And if there is any more WUCC news, obviously, we'll be covering it, so stay tuned. Thank you for listening, and until next time, I will speak to you soon.